Okay, welcome back to another episode of Kindred Conversations. We are so happy to be here today with Becky from Good for the Swole. Becky, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I was just telling you guys how like excited and honored I am to be on your podcast. Um, I listen to your episodes all the time and I feel like every episode is like directed towards me. So I'm like, I hope at least one person takes something good away from this and I'm we're, we're well, going to get into it. We reached out on our Instagram asking people, like we said, we were going to be interviewing you and ask people what questions they had. And we had a great response. And a few people were like, we love Becky. Yes. So we're really excited to have you. Yeah. And I know that's like such a big compliment. Thank you. But also I know 100%, like there are moms out there who are needing this episode. I, like, I think both yeah. Paris and I already feel that way. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're, ex- we're excited about this. Um, first of all, Becky, you are like newly postpartum. How old is your baby? Yeah. He just turned eight weeks today. Oh my gosh. So I feel like my brain is like all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. How Hopefully has, it makes how sense. It, how has this um, like postpartum experience been? Like me postpartum has been really, really smooth. Um, which is like such a blessing because I feel like going from three to four has been a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Because all of our kids are so young. Like my oldest is six and I had them the day that school finished, like their preschool and the kindergarten, everything. So (laughs) they're all at home all day long and the older kids have so much energy. So yeah, we have to kind of like divide and conquer and like you go take them out, go take them to the park or something. So that part's been hard, but everything as far as me has actually been really smooth, which has been so helpful this time. Good. That's so good to hear. Okay. Well, we start every episode with something we're grateful for. Um, Harris, I always give it to you. (laughs) Okay. This is like a small thing, but I, I feel so silly, but I'm genuinely so grateful for it. The past week I've had, I've been able to make myself a really good lunch every day. I've just making, been making myself such yummy salads and it feels like such a treat and a luxury and I'm just eating like a humongous salad out of a popcorn bowl and (laughs) it feels like I don't know it's so little but it feels like such a nice thing that I get to do for myself and I've been grateful that I can actually make that happen for the past week so no that's what I'm grateful uh, that is like not even silly I like no lunch is so hard lunch is hard why why is it so hard do you guys want to hear this hack that I'm like so excited about yes <laughs> this is maybe my proudest intellectual achievement <laughs> no not really but I have been just for chicken and my sa- salads and this is maybe probably not like the healthiest tip in the world but when I've been too lazy to grill chicken I've just been like air frying chicken nuggets and putting them in my salad cutting no, them up small I have yeah. done that and I have too you guys have been doing it forever <laughs> I'm like I've never thought to do it but chicken nuggets yeah. in a salad it's is amazing so good <laughs> <laughs> it's groundbreaking for me yeah, I love that no literally though I we have those like those green chicken nuggets that I feel like kind of went nuts they're not the chicken nuggets aren't green they're in the green bag from Costco yeah, you know? yeah. They're so good. And I've been putting those over like a kale okay. salad. You know, what? it's insane. I'm realizing why this is such a big deal for me. <laughs> it's, it's because, because I'm free. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and, I, and I bought chicken nuggets for the first time in honestly like eight years, and they're really good. 
I'm like an eight-year-old. No, I love that. I love that. Okay, Becky, what about you? You know what? I was just like the first thing that came to mind, which this is maybe I don't even know if I can count it as what grateful for. I guess so. So we went to, I was feeling brave and I took all the kids to the rec center last week by myself. And wow. I was like, the kids will go play in like the little shallow area and I can sit in the shade with the baby and hopefully it'll go smoothly. Um, and then my toddler, of course, like she came running out and she wanted her towel and then she raced off back into the water with her towel on and it got soaked and then she was like beside herself because her towel was like wet you know how toddlers are just so so fun like that (laughs) so she was like hysterical and this was right as my baby had woken up and so I was like nursing him and so I'm like trying to help her while I'm trying to nurse and like stay covered up because we're at the pool and the sweet lady was there with her kids and she just kind of noticed you know the commotion (laughs) um and like in an instant she was just like right over and she like grabbed the towel and she was like so sweet with my little baby sunny and she was like let me ring it out for you and she laid it out for her and she grabbed her snacks and she was just just like somebody that like noticed that like I mean I could have handled it we would have been fine you know but I think just like she was aware and she like saw a need and she like jumped right in. And I think like obviously grateful for a helping hand, but I think for me too, just like when I'm out and seeing other moms or people that need help, you know, like me being that extra hand for them, even though my hands are full, you know, we're all busy. We all feel like we're kind of in our own bubble when we're out, but just, I don't know. It's just a nice reminder to just look outside myself and just be that good you know totally I do do Paris and I talk about that a lot that being a mom like allows you to have those experiences which I think is like a huge um like a, a learning opportunity right I think both as a mom we are put in a scenario often where we can use the extra hand and people are so gracious or so kind to offer it but also as a mom like that woman that helped you likely had kids herself and I feel like mom's you you see the need in other moms because you've been there before and there's this every other mom in the world because you know you know what they're going through yeah and I didn't feel judged that my toddler was like having a meltdown she was just like oh my goodness let me get you a snack let me help you know it's just right yes you know the unexpectedness of toddlers once you've been there Um, okay. I'm grateful tonight as I was driving over, we have had, it's been such a stormy summer. It's been really stormy in Utah. So, um, as I was driving over to Paris's tonight, the storm had like just passed through. It was like a really, really big rainy storm. And, um, it was just starting to dry up and the sun was peeping out through the clouds and there was just like the most beautiful golden sunlight. And I passed, I like drive through a few farms kind of on, it's very residential, but there's like a few farms between Paris and I's houses. So, um, anyway, it was like the, the sun was just like golden gleaming through the tall grasses on these farms. And there was this big bright rainbow and it was just so beautiful and my house had been so chaotic just a few minutes before and we had been like doing bedtime and we've had family over forever my boys have been just so exhausted and so crazy so anyway the like 
eight minute drive I had on my way over with the sun and the rainbow. And I did, I was like about to start playing an audiobook that I'm listening to and just had the feeling like, no, I just like need this moment for myself. So I just like drove over in silence and I was just so grateful for it. I'm grateful for like those really small moments. And now I think more than ever, I've learned how to use those to my benefit and like really um, get that like I don't know, get that time to hear my own thoughts and feel my own feelings that I maybe would have taken for granted before. So I'm grateful for that. I love that, Brenda. Um, Okay, Becky, can you please just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, so my name is Becky. I have four kids. My oldest is six, and then I have a little eight-week-old. Um, So I'm very much in like the thick of motherhood as well. And having kids and postpartum and all of that, but I kind of got into it. I got my degree in public health and nutrition. Um, so when I graduated, I was working as a health coach. So I worked for this company and I would coach like 40 people every week for like three months at a time um, and just kind of help them with whatever goals they had. Um, but I really like felt drawn more towards working with women. That's who I just preferred because we're, our bodies are just so cool and there's so many different phases that we all go through um and so I just really love that and while I was doing that I got pregnant with my first my oldest and even me as like a trainer and like my education in that I was like I'm not even quite sure what I should be doing during pregnancy um and so that kind of got me started into like looking more into it and researching and and then as each like pregnancy has progressed I like gotten further certified and qualified in like specifically pre-postnatal and become a fitness specialist and um, like pre-postnatal corrective exercise specialist and just really diving into like pregnancy exercise in general. Um, and I just kind of started sharing what I was doing during my pregnancy with my oldest daughter. And that's just kind of how the Instagram started. And it's not anything that I like intended. It just kind of happened and it's it's so fun for me because it's something that I'm really passionate about but I also think it's so needed because we don't really get a lot of that information ourselves so I just keep sharing stuff and people I feel like women just really need that information so and I I think your success on Instagram too is like such an indication of the need that's out there right like yeah there is is, I mean you said like you had you had um, like had an education and training and were working professionally in this field and still at your first pregnancy, you, you felt like, uh, what, what am I supposed yeah, to be doing? Exactly. Like, I mean, imagine the people who don't have that education, don't have that training, who aren't in that world. I, there isn't a lot of information out there. And Paris and I were just saying before we got on with you, we're like her Instagram, like it's so helpful. <laughs> I'm so glad I just I really love it and it's so needed I I think that's obvious you know women are eating it up (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah oh sorry I was gonna say what's frustrating is that there's a lot of like misinformation too when there is information out there yeah 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 so just like finding even the correct resources and applying it to your body it can feel so overwhelming so I try and make it as simple as possible but yeah it's just it's a wild ride pregnancy yeah. and you do a really fabulous job <laughs> well, and I feel like we are especially grateful right now because we are both like in our pre and postnatal <laughs> like, yeah. and for us like we 
are both having multiple kids. And so like, I feel like I'm postpartum and then I'm pregnant again. And then I'm yeah. postpartum and then I'm pregnant yeah. again, you know? It all and blends so, together. Yes. It's just like these childbearing years that I feel like we need so much guidance mm-hmm. and it really, your body goes through such, <laughs> such a roller coaster. I feel like I, I just need different things all the time. So yeah, I'm so grateful for resources that you put out that make it make sense. So this is a little bit of a general question, but uh, I'm curious, like what, what do you recommend for a mom who is pregnant and kind of doesn't know where to start, but wants to, to stay strong or even work on their fitness throughout their pregnancy? Mm -hmm. As far as like what exercises to do or just like, yeah. Yeah. Or just like, kind of, do you have any tips for like the mentality going in? Just because I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of moms do feel scared. Like for me with miles, yeah. I kind of felt like I didn't know what to do. So I kind of didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm just wondering like what, me- yeah, what mentality and, and exercises either. Yeah. And I think that's a huge fear for so many women. I always get women messaging me being like, I'm so nervous. You know, I don't quite know what to do. So I, I don't do anything. Like, can I do this? Can I do that? Um, I mean, obviously this is all, make sure you talk to your doctor, right? Like standard rule of thumb, of course, make sure you have that green light from them. But in general, if everything's looking good and your doctor's on board with you exercising, it's so good for your body. And it's also so good for your baby. Um, like their brain development, it helps them handle the stress of like whole pregnancy, but also delivery and help them manage that stress so much better Um, And also your body, like you guys know, pregnancy is so hard on your body. And there's so many different things that are going on, like your posture is changing, your, your, like the pressure, your whole pressure system in your core obviously is changing. You have a big baby that's growing and there's so many like instability things that are going on and compensations your body's making. So strength training and doing the right exercises really helps you feel better, like that lower back pain, like managing abdominal separation and just helping reduce as many of those aches and pains as you can, you know, as your body is just, like you said, going through that complete roller coaster. So just like peace of mind, know that as long as your doctor's okay with you doing it, you absolutely can exercise and it's really, really great for you. Um I would say one really good standard rule of thumb is just knowing like what intensity is right for your body. Um, And a good way to do that is like a talk test. So just being able to maintain a conversation throughout your workout. So if you ever feel like you're, you're breathing too hard or, you know, you're like panting (laughs) and I just keep with that conversation, just stop, take a break, you know, reduce that intensity because it's going to look different for each woman, right? Based on, your pregnancy or based on your fitness level going into pregnancy. So I think it's really important just to know like what one woman is doing or able to do doesn't mean that like you're able to do that same thing. And even for pregnancy to pregnancy, for me, I felt like this pregnancy, I was so much more like drained than previous pregnancies. And so I dialed it back a lot and that's okay. That's just working with your body and where it's at and just doing what you can. I feel like that's something that I've noticed in so many different areas of being a mom, but just with uh, like my second pregnancy, and I'm sure it's, it just increases more with subsequent pregnancies, but I feel so much more confident both in my pregnancy and even like with my parenting and 
with like sleep decisions I make, like everything, I feel more confident. So I'd imagine it's the same. Uh, it's the same way with fitness. You know, you just have to listen to your body and you do get better at that. It's a skill that you have to kind of um, refine. Totally. I agree. You kind of have to hone, like hone in yes. a bit. Um, okay. My question is like diving a little bit more into that, but are there specific types of workouts that are best for you to do while you're pregnant? Um, so, I mean, there's, there's such a wide variety and that's, what's really great. is like, what, what makes you feel the best? So like some women just love to walk and that's great. You can continue walking. You know, some women love like Pilates or, um, strength training and like, they love the weight training or, you know, swimming or whatever it is. So there's, there's, there's really not a ton of like restrictions, um, Like as as long as like it feels good for your body, obviously your doctor's on board, but there might be modifications to make within that like genre that you're doing, yeah. right? That makes sense. Totally. But, but, but like adopt a whole different category of exercise just because you're pregnant. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just about modifying and making it work for you. Because I think that mental aspect of, of fitness and pregnancy is so important too. Like doing something that makes you feel good is is like so important. It's really going to help you, but just learning how to modify it, I think is, is key. Okay. I love that. Also, a few people asked, we're going to, so I, the way we kind of split up the questions are like pregnancy and then postpartum. So some of these will be similar, but just so it doesn't get too confusing, we'll focus on the pregnancy aspect first, but quite a few people asked about safe core exercises to do while you're pregnant or what things you should avoid. I, I think we all have the fear of like our abs separating and never going back. Totally. totally. Um, uh, Yeah. We just got so many versions of this question. Like what, what, what should we be doing? What should this look like? Yeah. That's a really good question. And it's like probably the number one one I get asked all the time too. I'm sure. So much fear around it. So first of all, I think people think core exercises and you think like sit-ups. Yeah. Right. And we're told, well, don't do a sit-up when you're pregnant. So people don't do any core work, right? Because you're like so scared. But your core is obviously under so much pressure, so many changes. You have this like giant ball right in front of you. Um And so having that really good like core strength and core support is really going to help your body stay supported and stable. So core work is super, super important. It's just kind of like what I said before, doing the right kind of core work. So a good rule of thumb, and this will probably apply to a lot of like postpartum questions too, and and die status recti. what like a couple really important things to watch for when you're doing an exercise and to know okay my body's not handling this move very well anymore time to modify is if you see any like coning or bulging out in like that midline of your stomach kind of like all the way down your belly button that's a really good sign that pressure basically is being built up from that move and your core isn't handling it very well anymore obviously because you have a baby there so it's right. going to start pushing outwards and that's kind of that coning bulging kind of looks like a bread loaf pushing out like yeah, yeah. and everyone will start seeing it at some point in your pregnancy so if you see it don't like freak out it doesn't mean you have abdominal separation or you're like totally messed up or anything like that it's so normal it's just it's going to happen to everyone at some point and it's just something to watch for and use as good feedback to help you know okay my body's not handling this move 
well anymore. It's time to modify or just avoid the move. Um, so that's one really good thing to be aware of. Another thing is any like downward pressure you might feel on your pelvis or in like your pelvic floor, if you feel that downward heaviness. Yeah. Again, find that you're not handling that pressure very well. It's okay. Just time to modify. Um, and then, yeah, so those are like key things I would say to be aware of with core moves. Um, and then what was it? What are good, good ones to do? Yeah. Yeah. Pregnancy. So really, I mean, I have tons of these moves on my feet. It might be easy to go look at visual yeah. ones because like trying to explain it. Yeah. We'll definitely link your Instagram in our show notes and when we post so people can go look. Yeah. So there's a ton of really good visuals that, so that you can go through and, and see good core moves during pregnancy. But um, some really good ones is like when you're in the quadruped position, which is basically just on all fours um, on the ground. So like bird dogs or just on that position and like um, like doing kickbacks, right? Because you're kind of taking the pressure off your pelvis there in that position. So it's really great for helping you connect to your deep core and your pelvic floor and, and helping you manage that pressure better. Um, in those kind of positions. But yeah, again, go go look at the visuals because that will be really helpful. Um, but hopefully that kind of helps you know when to modify core moves and then when to like kind of move into different ones. Yeah, totally. that's very helpful because I, I can totally relate to what you were saying that women get afraid about yeah. or anything. But I do remember seeing what you described with the loaf of bread the end of my pregnancy every time I got out of bed. Yeah, like you're doing a set up out of bed. You see <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Yes, but that's really helpful just to realize, okay, it's doing that time to time to adjust. Yeah. Yeah. So I this is that. kind of in the same vein, but we had a lot of questions about the pelvic floor. I know that's something that um pregnancy does a little number on. <laughs> um, but we're all trying to take care of. Yeah. Do you have any um recommendations for exercises? I know I know you have a bunch on your feet as well, but also mm -hmm. just like general care for our pelvic floor and like how yeah. along those lines like not only what kinds of exercises what to be aware of but how often like is this something you know should you just like um every morning when you wake up like think okay I'm gonna do 10 right now or is this like no do it a few times a week I don't know that I'm like I, I feel like I think about it when I'm pregnant but I'm like who knows who knows let me answer all the questions okay so <laughs> Your pelvic floor, and you can do this when you're like sitting down. Um, so like, I'll kind of walk through it now. So if you're listening to this, or you guys doing this, like think about these like muscles, right? So your pelvic floor is like a hammock and it lays, it's basically like supporting um, your organs. Obviously your uterus is a big one. So that's why it's heavily impacted by pregnancy. Um, and then delivery too, if you deliver vaginally, that's an extra addition to your pelvic floor and your rehab there um and then it also stabilizes your spine and your pelvis so if you're having like pelvic instability pain in your hips and your pelvis it could be it definitely probably is connected to your pelvic floor as well so it really helps with so many different issues too um but so if you think about it it kind of as you exhale it works with your diaphragm so you want to kind of engage and lift up your pelvic floor as you exhale and then fully release it as you inhale. So I think a lot of people think of just doing like Kegels and squeezing the pelvic floor muscle, but you want to get that really good like lift 
upwards, right? So if you think about strengthening any muscle, you get you get a full length in it. So if you're just kind of squeezing that muscle, that can tend to lead to a lot of tension and tightness. And pelvic floor like tightness leads to a whole bunch of other issues as well. So we really want to make sure you're like fully lifting. I like to use the jellyfish analogy. So like as you exhale, you're bringing it together, kind of like that Kegel, but then you're lifting up, like how a jellyfish moves, it comes together and lifts. So you're going to do that on the exhale. And then you inhale, you're going to get that nice, like full release and spread, making sure you're letting go of the tension. Um, so that's really good to implement into pelvic floor exercises, because obviously if you want to strengthen something, you need to like engage it. Right. Um, so like those core moves I mentioned, you want to like get that nice exhale, lift up your pelvic floor, do the rapid hold that nice engagement and then like fully release and let go as you exhale or any, as you inhale and like that go. So um, what was the next? What was the question with that? Oh, how often should you? Oh, yeah. How often? Like, yeah. how, like, do you do like 10 reps, you know, every day yeah. or do you I don't know, like what? Yeah um frequency and like how intense and you know that yeah yeah that's a good question so with like any muscle I think people think like oh I got to keep doing it and so then it leads to like like I said over tightness and right tightness, which is equally as common as a weak pelvic floor okay um so it's a really big issue as well so like I always say when you want to engage that muscle when you need it so for example, if you are like lifting something heavy, like a kid or groceries or whatever, you want to exhale and kind of get that nice lift and like length all in your core there to help manage that pressure. And then you're going to like fully release and you're going to do that when you exercise as well. But the rest of the time, you don't want to be walking around with like a tight pelvic floor, right? That's like walking around with like a flex bicep all day and being like, <laughs> wait, why am I not like ripped, right? You need to get you need to use it when you need the muscle and then release it when you don't. That makes sense. So yeah, pelvic floor, like use it in your workouts, use it throughout the day when you need it. Okay. Um, I I would say like try and do some pelvic floor related exercises like a few times a week, like three times a week. Okay. If not, you know, like more, but make sure you're getting that nice relax and yeah. as well with it. Okay, I, I have a follow-up question. How do you know when there's a problem with the pelvic floor? Because I feel like we, uh, it's sometimes just hard to know, is this normal? Like, should I be peeing every time I jump or is it a pelvic floor <laughs> problem? Yeah, totally. And that's so, so common. So I always say like incontinence, like any kind of like leaking is very, very common, of course, because your pelvic floor is under a lot of pressure during pregnancy, has been through so much postpartum. So it's very, very common but it's not normal and it's not a normal function. And it's a sign that there's either weakness or maybe even some tension, right? Your pelvic floor is so tight, it can't support you when you need it, either when you're jumping or sneezing or any anything um, like that. So that's a, a really big sign that your pelvic floor needs some attention. Um, any obviously like pressure you're feeling, like downward pressure, heaviness that you might be feeling in your pelvis and your pelvic floor. Is another sign. Um, problem going to the bathroom could be another one. Um, painful like sex too, or like putting in a tampon, anything like that where it's like feels really, really tight and painful. That's a sign of like a tight pelvic floor, tailbone pain. Um, 
So all of those things, if you're feeling anything like that, just know it is very common and you're absolutely not alone. But also it's not normal as in like, it's not a normal function and there are things you can do to help with it. If you do notice any of those things, what would you recommend? Like, would you start doing these pelvic floor exercises on your own? Is that like, oh, I need to go to, you know, pelvic floor therapy. What would you recommend? Yeah. So I say like a pel- seeing a pelvic floor physical therapist is amazing. I would say like everyone, if you've had a baby, if you're able to really try and at least just one appointment, go get checked because they can do like a full assessment. They can see what's going on. Sometimes you can have tightness and weakness too. Okay. Which makes it overwhelming. I know. But <laughs> Is just just know like they they can like really individualize it for you so that's why it's so helpful but yeah if you're feeling um like pain heaviness tightness you know really first off on releasing those muscles so really make sure you're inhaling and widening and spreading I have some pelvic floor relaxing muscles on my Instagram um, videos as well um, but then if you're feeling like that incontinence you feel like you can't quite stay supported. Um, that you want to work on that engagement and that strengthening. Okay. Well, good to know. Booking, booking. Sorry. Know. That's so overwhelming. <laughs> I know. And I know there's so many like other things we're worried no, about. You know, it's it's helpful. helpful to know. Cause I yes. think that's the most overwhelming part is just feeling like, is this, is this normal? normal? And I yeah. think yeah. Also, just think like, like oh, I've had babies. Like I'm going to pee my pants for the rest of my life. Yeah. But it's really yeah. helpful. Yeah. There are things that you can do to help. Yeah improve the problem yeah. Comments not normal <laughs> yes for sure it really makes such a difference like I'll say postpartum I've never once like had any incontinence with this baby and it, it really really helps um interesting okay that's yeah. um okay speaking of postpartum we have yeah. a lot of questions for you about postpartum okay. but where do you recommend starting I think this falls into the same category of we hear okay don't work out for six weeks. And so we feel like we have to stay in bed for six weeks, but I know, I I mean, I follow you and I know that's not what you did. So tell, tell our listeners what you recommended, how you go about that. Yeah. And that's like a common thing, right? Like don't exercise, don't do anything. And then you're like, okay, I won't move. (laughs) Go for all of it. (laughs) And then you go see your doctor at six week checkup and they're like, Hey, you look good. And you're like, Okay. And so (laughs) you kind of just like start doing whatever or whatever you were doing pre-pregnancy. And so there's no like bridge in between. Um, So a really good thing you want to be doing is like rehab and connecting back to your deep core muscles. Because obviously after you have a baby and this goes for C-section too. So it doesn't matter how you deliver. If you carried a baby, first of all, your pelvic floor is going to have been under a lot of pressure. Um, and also your core, like the connective tissue at the front, um, really weakens and spreads. And that's what causes that abdominal separation. So everyone's going to have some degree of separation. It's just a normal part of pregnancy. That's how your body makes room for your baby. But we really want to work on strengthening that connective tissue underneath those abdominals that um, separate to help bring that separation back together, restore your core and help it function well and keep you supported. Um, and then also connect back to your pelvic floor and help you just feel like together. I know after you have a baby and even not even me as if I'm like exempt, but like even me, like having done all this work during my pregnancy, after I had my baby, I'm like, oh, like I, I feel that disconnect. You know, you kind of feel like 
looser and just a little weird. Yeah. You know? Weird is great. <laughs> Honestly, I remember after having Brooks being like, oh, this is not how I always felt. <laughs> yeah. So like being able to like go back to that breath work that I talked about, like just first start engaging and lifting as you exhale, you know, wrapping around your belly, those transverse abdominals. They're like your body's natural corset. So you wrap laterally around your belly. So as you exhale, think about lifting your pelvic floor and giving your baby or your, not your baby anymore, but your belly a nice hug. And then like fully releasing as you inhale, just starting with that simple breath work is like, it is so important. And it's the number one thing I recommend every single pregnant person work on and also postpartum to be the very first thing you start incorporating back in when you feel up to it. So I would say as soon as you feel ready to start moving and start implementing some rehab and recovery moves, start with the breath work and getting connected back to your deep core. And then we slowly start to build on that. So you do that breath work and then you add like a leg extension. Um, And then it slowly, slowly builds because just like anything, but like if you had like knee surgery or something, you go through rehab, you go through a recovery period before your doctor's like, okay, you're good to do whatever, like good luck, you know, and, and your body goes through so much during pregnancy. So helping it rehab and recover so that when you feel ready to maybe implement weights or if you like running or like Pilates or whatever it is you like to do, your body has that really strong foundation built so that you're not dealing with issues further down the road. Okay. Love that. I, along with that, with core work postpartum, are you looking for the same signs that you would be looking for during pregnancy? Like if something, if you are, you know, you're doing the breath work and then you start with the leg, you know, you're kind of like, um, are you looking for those same signs of like bulging or coning that to know like, okay, this is too much. I need to like scale it back a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So kind of during pregnancy, you're slowly like modifying and reducing as you get pregnant. And then your postpartum kind of start from where you ended with those core moves. And then you're slowly going to like work back. back. Yeah. And so look for those. You're feeling downward pressure, outward pressure. Do you feel like you're having to like brace and not able to like support your core during the move? Are you seeing that coning or bulging? Um, so if you see any of those, your body's not quite ready for that move, which is just fine. It will get there, but just work on creating that good like core strength so that you can do those moves without like further separating your abdominals or, you know, causing incontinence or stuff like that. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, that's really helpful. Um, do you have any tips just for getting the energy and the motivation <laughs> exercise with a drink? <laughs> And so somebody asked for myself. Yes, <laughs> yeah, me too. Somebody, somebody else is asking about that. And I just laughed because I'm like, wow, that is probably the most relatable question you could have asked. <laughs> I mean, along with feeling out of sorts, right? Like you talked yeah. about disconnect. Your body doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel like yours, which yes. is like kind of a funny feeling. And then, you know, you're sleep deprived and you may be adding, you know, I mean, you're at least adding one kid, if not like you have others and you're like growing this family, you've got multiple kids. It's just, I think there's so many factors going into why you might be feeling depleted. I loved what you yes. said, like starting small and working yeah. your way back up, but do you have mm-hmm. any other like practical tips for like, <laughs> you know, finding the, making I don't know, finding the motivation or, or making it realistic. Yeah, I think like maybe that's a better word than like energy because I'm like, man, 
I mean, like caffeine. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, energy, like we are all just so, so tired. Like I'm very much in that like fog blur of like those newly postpartum weeks. So, so I completely, completely get it. Um, something that really helps me is just knowing like moving my body does give you more energy. And I know it's like the very last thing you probably feel like doing. Um, but I think just knowing like how good it makes me feel afterwards and that like boosts and en- en- endorphins too, right? And just feeling mentally like you're moving your body, um, you're helping your body and just knowing you're doing something for you. I think postpartum, you're so concerned about your baby and making sure they're sleeping and they're eating and they're like have this many wet diapers and this many like dirty diapers, right? And of course you should be, obviously the like best thing and you want to focus on them, but we so often forget about our recovery too and taking care of ourselves. And, you know, we we deserve to take care of ourselves and to recover well too. So I think just knowing it's okay, you don't have to be like hitting the gym six weeks postpartum for like 45 minutes to an hour. It's just, at least for me, it's just, it's not gonna happen. But even if it's like a walk with your baby, or like doing, you know, 10 minutes of pelvic floor rehab or, you know, maybe you feel up to adding in some strength training. It's like this small progression and whatever you can do is amazing. And there's no like right or wrong. Like you have to be doing this many days a week. Just start where you're at. Some weeks are going to be better than others. Some weeks, maybe your baby won't let you lay it down, which is kind of where I'm at right now with my baby. And it's okay. It's okay. I love that. I love just the reminder that it's good for you. And even if you don't want to, it will make you feel good. Yeah. And you deserve it. And you deserve to be taken care of too. Totally. And and I think, I mean, this has been like, I feel like thread throughout a lot of your answers, but just being realistic about what you can do. It doesn't have to be anything huge, right? But like just being like making like very small, consistent efforts, I think is like such a theme from what you've been talking about. And that feels, that feels realistic to me. And I like, that feels very hopeful to me. Like, Oh, okay. This is doable. You know, I think in all phases of the journey, whether it's trying to conceive or you're pregnant or postpartum or trying to juggle a bunch of kids, you you know, (laughs) whatever it is, small, but consistent efforts are key yeah Yeah. okay another hot topic so we kind of touched on this but diastasis recti (laughs) people were asking like okay how do you avoid it what which we touched on a bit um but also like what do you do how do you rehab it if you have it what you know Mm -hmm. can can you exercise that back into the way it's supposed to be anyway just lots of all the things all the questions about that yes and it's like it's funny because it's such a hot topic on like Instagram I feel like and probably TikTok I don't know like all the social medias um because it's so common it's such a huge part of like pregnancy and postpartum and so women are throwing out all these workouts and I'm like wait no don't do that like nobody do that (laughs) um so yeah just not like obviously it's common and like I said before everyone will have some degree of of abdominal separation which is what diastasis recti is it's that those like front like six-pack muscles you see right there because the connective tissue underneath is stretching um and weakening as your baby is like pushing against um the tissue there so that's kind of what leads to the 
separation. So doing those right exercises during pregnancy and avoiding like the coning or bulging because we're putting extra pressure on that tissue. You're watching for those things and you're like lifting up your pelvic floor and wrapping your baby or your belly around your baby during pregnancy to keep that good core support. It's really going to help you manage and control abdominal separation as much as you can during pregnancy. And then it's going to help you rehab it postpartum. So it all really boils down to the breath work, which I know sounds so simple, especially if you have like a three, four, whatever finger width separation, you're like breath work, like really are you kidding me? <laughs> but that's how you create the tension in your core to help like rebuild and re-strengthen. And, you know, so it is really that simple getting that breath work down and then you slowly build on it with the moves to help your body get stronger and stronger and be able to manage the pressure. Okay. And I saw you said something on your Instagram that I felt like really clicked with me. Um, you said something about doing the breath work and you're like, honestly, it's more of a mental workout than it is a physical workout. It is. <laughs> and so that like felt like, oh, okay. So I am doing this right. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, so hard. It takes a lot to get yourself to sit there and actually feel like you're working out or like doing, doing something something. helpful for your body. Yeah. By just yeah. like doing the breath work, but it really is like an, a really important like foundation. Yeah. It's like the, like 101 of like building your strong foundation. And then it really does become, I know at first you're like, am I even doing this right? I don't know. And it feels weird because these are deep muscles, right? You've never probably thought about your pelvic floor much or like those transverse abdominals that are wrapping around your belly. Right. Um, so building that brain to muscle connection is so important. So then it becomes like second nature and you're able to like get that really good support when you exercise or when you need it during the day as you're like lifting heavy things and um, you're able to avoid, you know, issues like that. So I know it's like a hot button topic and just know yeah. it is it is normal um, and it's never too late to restore your core. Just like any muscle, you can always, always strengthen it. So even if you had a baby 10 years ago and you're struggling with it, you can absolutely start implementing this and benefit from it. That's helpful. Yes. So, yes. so helpful. Um, lastly, I, somebody asked this question. I thought this was great. And I know we've covered this with a lot of different experts, experts in different fields, but, um, I think, you know, especially being a mom, your body's changing so much and it really messes with your mind a little bit. It, it yeah. can be difficult to deal with all of those changes and watch your body changing in front of you. And a lot of that feels out of control. So somebody asked, how do you keep your focus on the physical and mental progress after having a baby and not on weight loss or size? Oh man, that's such a good question. And is, I mean, I've had four babies and this is like my job, right? Like I talk about pregnancy and postpartum and I still struggle with it too. Like it's such a mental game. And I think for me, I'm also struggle comparing myself to myself, like past pregnancies where I was like how I recovered or how fast whatever like yeah 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 like oh things feel so much slower and it's so easy to get in your head about it um and I think something that really helps me is just like exercise I mean maybe you start because you're wanting to lose weight or whatever it is fit in a certain size I don't know like maybe that might be your initial focus or motivate it but that that doesn't really last that's not going to help you like stay with it because you're going to get to the point where you're like that I don't care like whatever it's like not worth it 
Yeah, exactly. And so something that really helps me is just like thinking about how good it makes me feel and how like strong I feel and how like it's helping my body. And it's something I can do to just like serve myself and give me a little bit of time to look after me, you know, on top of like taking care of my kids and, and all of that. So I think like, as much as maybe we hear so much about snapping back and bouncing back and getting your body back, you know, I think it's more about like, think about restoring your body and and being gentle with it and showing gratitude, gratitude and like building that strong foundation. And I think when you can kind of change your mindset, don't get me wrong, it's so much easier said than done, but it really makes it like more motivating and make, it makes you want to keep doing it because it makes you feel good. I really appreciate that take on it. And I, it's comforting too, to hear, you know, that it's something that you struggle with too. And I think it's a good reminder too. I think we all really care about self-love and we're trying to accept our bodies and love them through it, but it's okay it's okay and it's normal to also be discouraged yeah of course moments of being like oh I do want to fit into that that smaller size I feel like sometimes I catch myself thinking those and thinking like oh no I can't think that I need to only be grateful for my body which which is obviously the goal but it's just a nice gentle reminder that we all kind of go through that little just um we all we all go through that you know just experience Mm -hmm body's changing so much but I love the idea of just restore restoring and recovering and like loving your body as it as you're helping it heal and just the mindfulness too of um focusing on like rather than the thoughts while you're working out of like oh I can't wait you know I'm gonna lose this much weight or whatever it is but like being very mindful about how's my body feeling right now and like what energy I'm getting from this and I'm investing in myself and how is that feeling to me and mm-hmm. focusing and on those things after it feels much more yes and I think too like if you're trying like how you said that it's not it's not actually going to help be super helpful or motivating if it's just for a size like mm-hmm. that motivation doesn't last I uh, like I think if you want to be a smaller size you know that takes a really long time at least yeah. for most people you know that takes a long time but and that takes hundreds of workouts or whatever but when you're doing it oh I'm eating this I'm eating this nourishing food because it feels good or I am doing this workout because it feels good and because I love my body that's just such a different mindset that I think serves you throughout your whole life you know just yeah that headspace totally for sure yeah and I like I love what you said I think it's so important like you can have goals right and be like oh like I feel I feel different in my body. My body has changed. And obviously it's for like the absolute best reason in the whole world. And you would do it over and over again, right? For these little babies, but it doesn't mean that it's not hard too. And it's so easy to let it get to you. And I think it's okay to to sometimes struggle with that. It's a very human thing, but then being able to not dwell on it and not hate your body for it, but instead be like, this is where I'm at and it's okay it's a phase, it's a stage, it's a whole journey. And it's just how it goes. And then, you know, just keep moving forward and and continue just focusing on helping your body. Right. Okay, Becky, I also you have given us so much information. And I know your Instagram is just full of tips. (laughs) Just so so much knowledge. So we highly recommend on Instagram, you're good for the swole S W O L E. Mm -hmm. And then you have programs as well, correct? And and app? 
Yeah, so I have an app. It's, it's good for the Swole app, but um, and there's a seven day free trial that you can get. Um, awesome. If you just go to my Instagram, it's all there in one place. Perfect. But yeah, so I do follow along workouts, like literally filmed throughout my pregnancy. It's like all trimesters birth prep, like pelvic floor strengthening, relaxing, you know, everything, postpartum rehab, postpartum workouts, advanced awesome. postpartum, it's literally all there. So, and are these things that you can do, do you need to have a gym membership to do them? Can you do them from home? Yeah, it's all focused at home. Um, I work out at home, you know, just because that's just how it goes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the only equipment you need is a set of dumbbells and then a stability ball. You can, I always show modifications if you don't have a ball. Okay, you can do that. But I do highly recommend it's such a good tool to have during pregnancy and and postpartum. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being willing to talk to us. I know that this is something that all of our listeners will really benefit from. And so we're just so grateful for you, for you being an expert and sharing your knowledge. 